When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Maniacs, this is a bi-week special edition episode. It is being reposted today. It was originally recorded uh, October 23rd of 2018, so last season. This is R.I.P. Little Brother. I love this episode. I feel that this is fitting for the bi-week before the Little Brother uh, big uh, rival week. Just because I break down everything why little brother sucks why they will continue to go back to being sucky and if it really wasn't for the rich rod brady hoke era little brother would never have won anything to begin with so i just want you guys to enjoy it this has always been a very popular episode it's one of my favorites um so i hope all you new michigan uh, michigan maniacs can uh listen enjoy it and uh enjoy our bye week guys so take care hey 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 kids this is adam brewer with the michigan maniacs podcast you can also find us at michigan man on facebook uh go ahead i anything i see on instagram any interesting uh conversations or interviews or pictures or stats or whatever i find that i find interesting to the michigan uh wolverine team or just in general making fun of ohio state uh making fun of little brother it'll all be on there uh i love talking to the fans you know you guys whatever you guys want to talk about i'm always up for it uh just remember if you're one of the grumpy old dudes who just wants to be upset and find every little thing wrong we did this is not the podcast for you uh Michigan Man is not the place for you to go. Uh, have fun with you and the, your three other friends who get upset because we didn't do everything right or the way you thought we should do it. Um, but that's just whatever. So let's get into this. This is the bye week. So I'm probably going to have about two, I, don't, I doubt three episodes. Let's face it, I. I'm a comedian and I have another job, so I can get two out, but three's pushing it. Oh, and can I say this this has come out of the right time, this uh bye week. I think it gives us a chance to really settle down, come down from that emotional high that we are on against Little Brother. Um it helps us kind of cleanse ourselves of such an awful, awful school. You know, going to East Lansing is, from what I hear, just putrid. I mean, people in Flint make fun of people in uh, East Lansing. You know what I mean? That's how bad East Lansing is. Uh, you know, just overall, let's just talk about... we're going. To, so I'm going to do uh, kind of like a overall putting to bed Big Brother. I mean, Big Brother, Little Brother thing. And then we're finally never going to talk about Michigan State, hopefully, for the rest of this year. And then I'll do some news. You know, some interesting things have actually come up in the last couple days. Um, Then the second episode, I'll go over my predictions from, I think it's episode three. I did a season's prediction episode. Uh, I go over some of the scores in that. I wrote them all down. Uh, I'm a pretty good predictor. And I mean, if you count on the scores being uh, perfect, I'm not. But on how we were going to win or what we needed to do, did pretty well. I have a few other predictions in that episode. So if you guys want to, I highly, highly suggest you go back, listen to episode three, the prediction, the season prediction episode, or we go over the schedule, I call it. Uh, Get that stuff down. You'll hear what I have to say in the next episode coming up, probably in a couple days. Um, and we'll go from there. Uh, but getting on and closing this chapter of Little Brother. Um, I didn't really realize how crappy Dan Tony was as a coach. I always thought he was a, I always thought he was an honorable guy. 
Um, but knowing now, I this is how little I actually pay attention to Antonio, which is an arrogance on my part, which I will no longer allow to go by. Um, but he was a part of Jim Trussell's coaching tree. Sweater vest hated us. Sweater vest was very good at beating us. Um, also, so why would I expect anything less from this gigantic douche? Uh, everybody saw it. The whole stupid Michigan State walking the line, holding hands like a bunch of sissies playing Red Rover, Red Rover. Um, just trying to start trouble. They came in, they came to the stadium late. There are plenty of people, uh, journalists who can attest to this. Uh, they never wear their helmets, but they decided to wear them today. I wonder why. Strange, huh? Um, and then he is laughing behind him or smiling or whatever he's doing. But yet, what does he do? Oh, that's BS. Dude, just own it, bro. And then you do the whole gold card thing like you did today, I think it was. Well, just so you guys know, I write a gold card every week about what I what I find important and blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you, only God will do my fighting. And it's like, dude, why, why do you have to put this off on God's hands when you're the one who's lying? I'm pretty sure God's like, bro, take care of your own biz. Uh, you're a big fat liar, and I'm not supposed to be helping out liars, you see? You dig? See, in my, in my idea, Jesus is pretty hip. You know, I I take most of what I think about Jesus from like uh, um, Will Will Ferrell movies. You know, so so he's got like the you know the the uh, tuxedo shirt, and he's eighties Jesus for me. He's got a uh, he's got the uh, feathered hair. You know, parted in the middle, combed, all feathered out, looking good. Part mullet, part he look, kind of looks. Uh, it is 80s fresh, you know? So anyways, let's get off of that. Uh, like I always said, these guys are little brother. They will always be little brother. They are, in my opinion, like I have said before, they are ISIS. We created them through our own neglect and stupidity. They hate our every existence. They want nothing to do with us. They never wish us well. And that's fine. We don't wish them well. I can't stand them. But nevertheless, they are ISIS. And I will give you 100% proof why this is. All right. D'Antonio. Becomes coach of Michigan State, 2006. We hire Rich Rod, 2008. Now, D'Antonio does not beat us in his first two attempts. We beat them. That's the, That was the little brother mar- remark in uh, from uh, Mike Hart. That got everything kind of uh, rip-rolling. Um but from 2008 to 2014, so through the Rich Rod era and through uh, the millennial punching bag, uh, Brady Hoke, little Freddie Flintstone himself, I apologize. Oh, excuse us, Michigan State. I'm sorry one of my players did something you didn't like. Yeah, I know you whooped our ass 20, 29 to 6, but l- let me go ahead and apologize even more for stuff we did. Boo. Couldn't stand that man. Great recruiter. Awful, awful coach, Brady Hoke. Awful coach. Um, anyways, in that time frame, from 2008-2014, they are 6-1 and one against us. Now, what happened in that time frame? Other than the two worst coaches we've ever hired in Michigan history ever happened. But what happens? Brady Hoke. No, no, no. Let's go to, let's go to fast car Rich Rod over here. He decides he's going to play fast break football. Now, he's trying to make us into West Virginia when that's not how the Big Ten's played. That's definitely not how you're going to recruit out of Ohio, to the, uh, Pitt, uh, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry. Still kind of sick, so if you hear me cough, that's what's going on. Um, I'm sounding a little congested as well, but that's how it goes. Uh, you're not going to recruit well in Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. With the whole idea of fast break football. Now, West Virginia, you can fool those yokels into pretty much 
anything. I mean, they're having sex with their sisters in West Virginia. They'll believe that fast break football is a thing. And, and listen, he figured it out. He kind of got every the speed wishbone or whatever the hell that stupid shit was. It's kind of like the RPO now, but the RPO is a little bit more uh, intuitive, a little bit more intelligent. Not by much, but still, he had an idea. He even changed the way we worked out. I didn't know this. I did a little bit more background. <coughs> we weren't working out for we weren't working out for power anymore. For strength. Football. We're not working out for power or strength. We're working out for speed. I get speed. I get it because that's what the SEC is full of. But you know what else the SEC is full of? Power and strength. Who wants 220-pound offensive linemen who can dunk a ball? We're not doing that shit. We play it in the Big Ten. So guess what? All the big kids who really loved Michigan and wanted to stay in their home state, guess where they went? Oh, yeah, Michigan State. And guess what? They could do that because here was the re- here was the whole recruiting thing. Hi, I'm Mark D'Antonio. Do you want to play basketball slash football with a helmet on? No? Well, come to my team so we can smash the shit out of that other team. Oh, and guess what? I used to coach with Jim Trestle, and we kicked the shit out of Michigan all the time. So come to my team, and we'll continue to do it. Rich Rod come in and be like, hey, do you like having sex with your sister and playing fast break football? That just shit that don't fucking work. It does not work. Boom. The beginning of ISIS or the beginning of D'Antonio's stupid reign. Now, all this goes on. And yeah, that's a long freaking time. They are. So, but let's just give a little, just a little bit before. Just because, you know, Michigan State likes to believe that our rivalry just started eight years ago. All right. That's what they want to believe. They want to believe that the only time Michigan State ever played Michigan was when Dan Tony came into being, came into power. Well, just a little bit of a reminder there, guys. Uh, the total head to head overall record is 70, 36, and 5. And let me give you one guess who the 70 is. Yeah, it's the team that whipped your ass last week. That's the team that has 70. Now, if you even want to throw it into the Paul Bunyan years, okay? We'll go the Paul Bunyan years. That's a little bit closer. But still, we win. We're still ahead 37-27 and 2. Right. And then from 2000 to 2007, we are 7 and 1. So in those 8 years, we're 7 and 1. Because why? Because we played smash mouth fucking Big Ten football. We weren't trying to hump our sisters and we weren't trying to play fast break football. We we're playing Big Ten fucking football. And guess what? Michigan State was still around too and they couldn't do shit. That's why we've never respected you, Michigan State. Because when it comes head-to-head, we've got you by 35 fucking wins. When exactly were you ever going to plan your, your revolt? Only when we screwed up do you win. That's the main key that you all have to remember about this whole rivalry. Whenever Michigan stumbles, oh, because of our own, our own when our own problems, when we do something to ourselves, self-inflicted wounds, when we do that, Michigan State wins. Michigan State gets better. That's the only time that shit happens. That's it. Go through the history books. Man, it did's not it doesn't lie. But now that we're right, now that we've righted the ship, and now that you guys have whined and bitched and complained that we take you seriously, are you guys that fucking dense in the head? You really want us? Do you really have no idea what history is about? You're just asking, hey, hey guy who's dominated us for over a hundred years, could you please take us seriously? Because we're getting tired of beating you. Oh, what, beating us for the eight years? Oh, my God, what a draw. What are we ever going to do? But now that we've taken you seriously, and let's face it, in the Harbaugh years, you, the Harbaugh years are a perfect, a perfect description of everything that goes on with Michigan and Michigan State. It's a perfect microcosm, okay? Because whenever Michigan does something self-inflicted, Michigan State wins. Michigan State does not earn victories on their own merit. 
on their own talent level. And you can look at this throughout history, but I'm going to show you in very in, in these two in this two and two record over the last four years. It is a perfect example of that. Okay? One, Michigan, 2015. Up by well, we we're up by three with ten seconds left in the game. And we were up by 10 with a little bit more than that, but guess what happened? Oh, yeah, that's right. We forget they have a fullback. He rumbles his big stupid ass for 75 yards for a touchdown, cuts it down now to three. Then we continue to shoot ourselves in the foot because we're not that good yet under Harbach. In 2015, we were decent. We weren't good. By any stretch of the imagination, there's no way we would we should consider ourselves good then. Uh our punter decides to miss the punt, the the snap in general, and tries to grab it and then kick it and then flips it perfectly to a Michigan State player running all his way to the end zone. I don't know where in there was it that Michigan State. No one says, wow, what a great play by Michigan State. No, no. They say, holy shit, what a fluke. I can't believe Michigan did that. No one will ever tell you that Michigan State won that game other than luck. <coughs> okay. Two. The second year, 2016, we were pretty decent. On our way to, if we don't stick our head up our butts, on our way to our first playoff appearance. But... Our head inserted our anus right around the Iowa game, and we kissed that. We fucking left that. Just pushed it away into the ether. But anyways, I digress. Let's get back to little brother here. We beat them pretty handily. We knocked out two of their their first and second string quarterback. Uh, Jabril Peppers has a pretty decent day. Does his whole little sprint at the end of the game to ice the game for us, and we win. Why? Because we were a better team. Better team. Oh, next year, 2017. Still not a good team. We are not a good team only because we lost. Now, I don't want this to surprise anybody, but we lost 19 players from the 2006 team. 19 of them went to the, went to the NFL. Now, I believe it was 14 drafted and five signed free agents, okay? But still, all together, 19 Wolverines went into the NFL. Hmm, I wonder how many Michigan State guys went to the NFL that year. Huh, maybe one? I don't even know if one did. I can go back and do it, but it was such a waste. Why do I want to go back and find out one guy made it? Uh, so right there. But still... Okay, still, we play, we have fucking O'Corn, Captain O'Corn there, Captain King of the Turnover, uh, and a downpour, turns the ball over five times. Five, five miserable times. They don't, they score 14 points in the first, I think it's in the first quarter. I don't think they score in the second quarter at all. They definitely don't score in the third or fourth because they didn't even get past our 50. They didn't even get past our 50-yard line. That's how good our defense was. But our offense was such dog shit, we couldn't even do that. How? How? If you're a, a, a program, so they go on and beat us. Okay, that's fine. They beat us. That We had five turnovers. We had a touchdown called back because of holding, which would have won the game 17-14, but whatever. How can you even open your mouths and even try and talk shit to Harbaugh when if we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, you guys don't win? Let's go to this. Let's go to this game. You guys want to act tough? You want to play Red Rover, knock over our guys, talk a bunch of shit, then lie about it. Um, and then guess what happens? We kick your ass. But let me also point out again that there are a few things happened in this game. Very, I think, monumental things. One, all the bad things, all the lucky snaps or the lucky breaks or the bounces or the interceptions or whatever that, <coughs> that would always go Michigan State's way went our way. That 
that tip that Nico Collins grabbed for a first down our way. Normally would be Michigan State way. The the weird ricochet that bounces off like two Michigan State players, a Michigan guy, and then Zach Gentry catches it and runs for a first down. Same thing. Uh, Grant being able to for, pull his arm out and pop free that, that interception that would have put them back in the red zone. Stuff like that just doesn't happen over the last couple of years. But what happened? The only time Michigan State scored or even saw our red zone was when? Oh, when Chris Evans, God bless him, when Chris Evans fumbles the fucking ball. Oh, what is that called? Oh, self-inflicted wound. Boy, noticing a trend there, people? Michigan State, from the time Harbaugh got there, has no longer beat us on pure effort or talent. They've beaten us by trick plays and lucky breaks because Michigan will shoot themselves in the foot. Yes, but during those, during the dark years of Fast Break Eddie and uh, fucking Freddie Flintstone, those two, yes, they had much better teams and they whipped our ass and well-deserved wins. They didn't handle it right because they're low rent and they're awful people. But they still had more talent than us. Why? Because most of the guys who played on that Michigan State team should have been Michigan Wolverines. And if you were to ask them, and deep in their heart, if you look deep into their heart, you know damn well they would have rather been Michigan Wolverines than Michigan State Spartans because through no, through no time in history has any great player ever said, you know what I want to be? I want to be a Michigan State Spartan. No one's ever said that. No great player who knows he can, who is preferred to Michigan has ever said that. Now, second-class guys who get overlooked by Michigan that are still four-stars or three-star guys, yes, I'm sure plenty of them have said, I'll go to Michigan State. But none of the really good ones who know that Michigan's a real, real eventual landing spot has ever said that. And here's the thing. Well, how's D'Antoni going to get the big guys now? How is he going to win over the big recruits? Defensively, how is he going to do it? Hello, <coughs> I'm D'Antoni, uh, or I'm D'Antonio. I've got some guy you've never heard of coaching defense. And then we suck. We had the 127th ranked pass defense. Oh, oh, you're waiting. Oh, is that Don Brown and uh, Harbaugh walking up here? Oh, I guess you're not going to sign with me because they're usually number one in off number one in defense. And now that they've got Ed Werner over there, now they're really good on offensive line. And oh, oh, that's right. Jim Harbaugh went to a Super Bowl, played in the NFL. Oh, coached in the NFL. Oh, he was a pro bowler in the NFL. Oh, his brother's in the NFL. Oh, and then other NFL teams respect his opinion on quarterbacks? Oh, well, geez. Yeah, I should totally go to Michigan State so we can, so we can lock arms like sissy boys and do the Red Rover, Red Rover walk. How great would that be? Oh, how fun. We'll do that to a 6-10 and ten record. Or not a 6-10 record like you play that much. We'll do that to a 3-9 and nine record. Oh, that sounds like fun. Or I'll go to Michigan and actually play games that are worth a damn, and I'll play in the Big Ten title game now because now we've now we've done it. We are on our way, people, to to getting rid of the demons, exercising the demons, moving on with our lives, and creating hopefully a dynasty that that is meant to be for a long time to come. This had to happen this way. Now, like I said. I'm spouting all this shit because I'm very, I believe in us, and I, I love us, and I, I see great things when I look at this team. But none of it means shit if we go out and we lose for the rest of this season. The rest of this season, we've got four games in this season, four, to get us to the Big Ten title game. All right? And then we have one game, the Big Ten title game, to get us our first Big Ten title in fucking like 14 years or something like that, and then our first berth into the playoffs, all right, 
And after that, it's we'll go into that later. But we have four games left. Four. To get us to where we are going to make a statement, not only to the Big Ten, but to the rest of the nation that Jim Harbaugh's back, Michigan's back, and, and we're actually better than we have ever, ever, ever been. That we are going to be a dynasty. That we are a place to go play. That we are a brotherhood of guys, young men who come and learn and love the game of football. So whatever we've got to do, we have four games left to get us to our first goal. All right. Obviously, beating Ohio State's always a goal, but our ultimate goal every season is win the Big Ten. All right. Four games left. Very winnable four games, but also very losable four games. Penn State, you don't put Penn State down early, you can lose. Okay? Good thing is they choke at the end of games anyways, so regardless, we always have a chance against Penn State. Rutgers, I mean, we should dick stomp those mother effers. I mean, really, we should curb stomp them. That's how bad we should beat them. Um, Then... Indiana, you dick around on Indiana, we will lose. That they're a, they're a scary team that only beat people when they don't pay attention to them. Ask Penn State, they almost lost last week. Okay. Um, then you've got Ohio State, very winnable from what I'm seeing. We should put a smackdown on this team, a ultimate smackdown on this team. And I have a whole episode next uh, coming up about Ohio State, Urban Meyer, my predictions. It's going to be one hell of a fucking episode, I'll tell you that. Okay, so let me go over this. I went over most of the D'Antoni baloney. I showed you how we created Michigan State. So now, now, next year is huge. For the Michigan State, uh, like extinction, we beat and we pound Michigan State next year, which I think we will be at home, having the defensive players that we're going to have. Um, I, 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 we're going to kill them next year at our place. I really do believe if that's the case, Michigan State's done. You won't, you won't be hearing from them ever again. And they can go sink back to the little dirt hole they came from. And we can get back to only paying attention to Ohio State. No, actually, they've changed this thing forever. With their attitudes and their bullcrap over the last four years just with Jim Harbaugh, it's gone, it's gone to a fevered point. I don't think Harbaugh's ever going to let this, let this go. We're going to crush them from here on out. But anyways, so I've showed you how we created ISIS the Michigan State ISIS team. The only thing that's going to get rid of them is just great play like we did this last game. Um, oh, and it's just, they're just not, they're just not good. And they're going to still not be good because no great quality player who can legitimately play or get recruited by Michigan, Ohio State, will ever go to Pens- will ever go to Michigan State. All the guys we don't we don't pay attention to, yeah. And they'll always have an attitude because of that. They all want to be Michigan Wolverines, but they're fucking Michigan State Spartans. I'd be pissed off too. I mean, I'm sure devils and demons hate the fact they're demons. They want to be angels. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it just goes that way. I don't know what else to say. But uh, So getting into the little bit of the news that's gone on, um, I have no idea what's going on with Rashad Gary yet. Uh, I don't know. I would assume if it, if it was uh, he's out for the whole season thing, I'm sure they would have announced it by now. I mean, you know, what? And then you have then you have uh, Don Brown talking about they're going to do whatever they can to get him back out on the field. I'm going to present an idea here after I do a little bit of this news of a defensive line that I think will destroy people. I heard it earlier, so I can't take credit for it. 
but I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, some more news. Uh, James Hudson, number 55, is transferring. He asked for his... He asked for his transfer the other day, on Monday, I believe. He's been granted the availability to leave. I know, like you, I when I saw uh, Beatty go out, Bushel Beatty go out, I, I wanted to see who was coming in. Um, I wanted to see Hudson play. And I don't, I don't know what ha- I, I don't know why he wants to leave, um, but... Like any other Wolverine that has ever done anything for us, uh, well, except for John O'Corn, um, I wish him luck. I do. I think if he would have stayed, he probably. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I don't even want to. I don't want to even want to assume because I don't know. I don't. Go, I've never been to any of the practices. I, I've never been to any of the meeting rooms. I, I don't know what's going on. He obviously knows something more than I do. So I just want to wish James Hudson the best of luck wherever he goes. I wish him a starting career somewhere. And if he's good enough, I wish him the pros. Um, so good luck to him. I was a little bit shocked because I, I know from everything I heard preseason, everything I read, and everything I've listened to, Harbaugh and Ed Warner, they, all, they really love this kid. I mean, he was supposed to be the starter. Like, Bushel Beatty wasn't even supposed to see the field this year because of this kid. So, you know, kind of surprised that he he's leaving. Something must have gone down that we don't know about. Um, oh, two, I want to mention this other news point, but I really cover it in the next episode. I do a whole Urban Meyer, Ohio State thing, and it's going to be great. Um, because it's, I made the prediction earlier, and I want you guys to listen to it. Because even in the, even episode three, when I predict the Ohio State game, I do make mention that I do believe that Urban Meyer is going to quit by the end of this year. I called it before the season started, folks. I actually called it last season, but I don't know if there's any audio proof of it. But I know I called it before the beginning of this season. I reiterated it. Um, he's going to leave. All right, I he's already not coaching. He's putting off most of the coaching duties on all the other coaches. Obviously, by the way, he looked clueless on the sideline this week. And by, to be quite honest, the effort that you see out of these kids, he's not putting in any more work so they don't have to. I'm telling you, he's leaving. Now, I say he's going to go to um, – I say he's going to go to uh, – uh, Notre Dame after he quits. Now, Brian Kelly is actually surprisingly coached his way into the playoff. If he doesn't lose, <coughs> if he doesn't lose to either USC or Florida state at throughout the rest of the season. Right. So he probably found himself in the playoffs. So urban Meyer will take another two year hiatus, refresh, somehow get over his fake heart disease or whatever fake heart problems he has this time. And find himself at Notre Dame, either a year or two years out. That'll give enough people to forget that he had an offense, a quarterback coach that loved to show his dick uh, anywhere he was at. His penis loved to be out of his pants uh, more than I'd say most porn stars. So that will be all just a distant memory by the time old Irby finds his next job at at Notre Dame. So I got more of that. Uh, next episode, but he's already starting his, you know, he's already starting his, oh, I, there's tension, oh, I don't know my heart, and uh, oh, I've got to bend down and take a knee, you know, everybody look at me, I want there to be video proof that I'm having problems. Um, just know he's pulled this shit before, and it's cyclical, alright? Um, oh, but before I leave, Last thing I want to say is if we get Rashad Gary back, right? Rashad Gary, healthy, ready to go. You know how Ohio State had that rush defense or the rush line or whatever the power team or whatever stupid name they gave them, right? We could have that, but even better. I was I heard this earlier today 
or today or yesterday, and I fell in love with it. I get super excited. Like I get chills when I think of this defensive line lineup. Okay, now on third down packages, uh, when we need to bring the heat with a healthy Rashawn Gary, you have him and um, Quiddy Pay on one end. I don't care. You could intermix them. Then you put Uche and Winovich on the other one. Or you put Uche, Uche and Gary, Winovich and Quiddy Pay. Who, who, there's, you can't stop that. You can't stop those four players. And those four players together on a third down blitz package are like, we got, we got to bring them, we got to bring the pain. I am a big fan of Aubrey Solomon. But for just get him off. I get him off the field and give him a little bit of break. This 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 is an unstoppable defensive line. You don't want to do that every 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 play because they're <laughs> you know they're defensive ends. They they don't do that every play. That's why you have big guys like Dwum Four and uh, Ari Solomon and Monet and uh, uh, Carlo Kemp guys like that. I mean. <clears throat> If we have to play, and let's just daydream for a minute. If we have to play Alabama in a, in the first round, because that's what they're saying right now. Some guy, I don't even know who it is, Jerry Cooper or Jerry something from CBS, uh, put us, has us, if everything plays out the way it should. Like we went out, uh, Alabama wins out, you know, Clemson and Notre Dame all went out. Those are the four teams in the playoff. <laughs> The first round would be Alabama, Michigan, and then it's uh, Clemson, Notre Dame. But how are you gonna how are you gonna stop us? How's that? De- how's that offensive line of of Alabama gonna stop us? They haven't played anybody all year. We're gonna find out in two weeks. The same time we play Penn State, they'll be playing LSU. I. We'll see. I don't know how anybody's going to stop our defensive line. And then you put in Devin Bush and Hudson and I just Ross or Gill. <clears throat> how? How's that stoppable? You can't do it. Uche is uneffing believable. I, I just so happy with how this team's turning out. This offensive line's killing it. Looking better every game. So, guys, that was putting to bed, little brother, giving you the full breakdown of how Michigan State is ISIS and how they're going to disappear because we're back now. We've got a coach who takes this now seriously, wants us to take it seriously, and is not going to apologize for anything. And that's the way it should be. I love Jim Harbaugh. God bless him. I want him to be our coach forever. Um, I, I just this this win against Michigan State was so big for everything. Let's just say, let's fast forward four years before I go here. Four or five years, and we have, I don't know, say four or five Big Ten titles. Um, we have won two national titles, maybe three, all right, in five years, six years down the road, you know. Um, and we are just an absolute dynasty. We can look back at this game. Because it wasn't pretty. It wasn't the greatest offensive output we ever did. Uh, but it was a great defensive output. Our offense, instead of crumbling when they sh- when they could have. When the offenses of old, the, the 2015s, the 2011, any offense that we've had pretty much up until this year would have folded. All right? We got stronger. We made the plays when they needed to be made, and we won this game. We we won it. We went into a place that hates our guts. 
hates our ever-loving guts, and we beat them. And we didn't snatch victory away from defeat. We punched defeat in the face, knocked it out, and we took our victory home with us in the form of Paul Bunyan. This was a... Uh, this was a school, a program, a football program defining moment, a changing of the guard, the, the putting back what was right. It's it is King Arthur pulling Excalibur from the fucking stone. We can look back. Now that's if we do everything we're supposed to do. And what we should do is back up the Brinks truck. Or just come to Ed Warner with an empty checkbook and say, you name the price and we will pay it. Ed Warner should never leave Michigan. Don Brown should never leave Michigan. Jim Harbaugh should never leave Michigan. As long as we have those three people. In our coaching, as our coaching staff or a part of our coaching staff, we will be successful for a long, 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 long time to come. Pay them. I don't care what they say. Pay them. Pay them. Never want to lose. Never want to lose Don Brown. Un fucking believable coach. I mean, just gets you, I mean, speaks to you as a man the way he yells and grunts and screams and, oh, you just feel like an old caveman. Just, you just want to go out and fight. Like, I'm Braveheart when I listen to that dude. I just want to go out and kick some ass. And I'm old. Harbaugh, just fantastic, putting it all together. And Ed Warner, changing, changing it all. Making people I couldn't stand, turning them into some of my favorite people. I look out on that, I look out on that on that field now, and I don't doubt that our offensive line is always going to do the right thing. I believe they're going to win their matchups. I believe they're going to wear people down in the fourth, and that's where Herbert comes in. Herbert, the strength and conditioning guy, the fourth quarter. Is always where you can tell a program has either a good or bad conditioning coach. If you are getting stronger, wearing the other person down, and your team just makes and looks fresher, you know your strength and conditioning coach is doing something right. But if you're for, if it's the fourth quarter and your team looks gassed or it looks like it's hands on its knees and it looks like it's just praying to hold on, then your strength and conditioning coach ain't doing shit. He's collecting a paycheck and making you look like a fool. So, Herbert, another key, key addition to this Michigan staff. Um, yeah, I'm just so in love with our team right now. It feels so good to actually believe again in our team. You know, to believe that I can legitimately say our team is the best team in the Big Ten right now. And we're willing to prove it. You know, and to know that we have a chance at a Big Ten title, maybe. Oh, it's so it's so wonderful. I just thank you guys. Thank you. This is the end. So I just want to thank everybody who has been listening. The people who have been sending me messages and telling me that the I had a guy the other day, Merritt, talked about how he, him and his brother. I think it was him and his... I, I don't have the message in front of me. So, Mer, uh, please forgive me if I get it wrong. But it was uh, him and his brother or him and his son. They both graduated from Michigan. And his brother or his son graduated in 97 through the national title season. How awesome would that have been to be there? Oh, my God. Two Hall of Fame people on one squad. I do, that doesn't happen very often in college football. But or for Michigan, but two Hall of Famers, and you could probably argue two of the greatest at their position of all time: Tom Brady, Charles Woodson. To watch that go down, special, and I got to find that out. I got to hear that story. I it's very nice. I like the conversations I'm having with the people who message me. Please keep it up. Um, a little bird once told me, and I don't know how, uh, I don't know how often he listens, and I really hope that this is the. Uh, it has to be the truth. It's the truth. Uh, 
This is Jim Harbaugh's favorite uh, podcast, just so you know. He's a fellow maniac, guys. I was told that he liked to listen to the show occasionally. I, I think he loves it. I think he uh, I think he thinks I'm brilliant with everything I say, uh, because I think I'm brilliant with everything I say. And uh, it's been a true honor just getting to know you guys. We're about 150 fans strong right now. I can't wait to get it up over to the thousands. Um, any way I can do that, if you guys have any ideas on how I can improve this, let me know. I may not listen to you. I may think your ideas are crazy. I won't tell you that. But if you don't hear your ideas on the show, don't be upset because it's still my show. So, uh, but I do appreciate it. Maybe I'm not looking at the Coke can the right way. Twist the can. Let me see if I can see something different. Um, Thank you guys once again for being fans, for listening every week. I appreciate it. I try to give the best shows I can and the most real show I can. The most honest uh, beliefs that I have come through this every week. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, It is great. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And forever and always, go blue. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the reaction episode of Michigan versus Michigan State. Holy shit. This might not have been the most ideal way to do it. Hold up. Before I get to all the greatness, let me get in the most important stuff. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast. You can also catch us at Michigan Man on the Facebook fan page. The Facebook, like my daddy says. Um, please, I, I hit all updates. I put up great videos, songs, I don't, whatever it is pro-Michigan. You can find it at Michigan Man on Facebook. Please, come visit talk to me i am happy to talk win lose or draw about our boys and what we should have or should not have done to win or lose games i love it i will always do it this is my life um but once again this is the michigan man podcast i am adam brewer and i also run the michigan man page fan page on facebook so let's get to this granted I'm still sick, so I'll try to stay calm. Um, this was fucking phenomenal. First half wasn't the way we we needed it to really go because we we were we played on their half of their of their field more than they even knew about our half. I mean, we could have sent them pictures of what our side of the field looked like all first half. And that's the only way they would have known what that side of the field looked like. Because our defense is fucking for real, people. Fucking for real. And this is what happens when you get a bunch of kids who can play and they get the appropriate amount of rest because our offense, even if they don't score, they take up time to let our defense rest. Mother effer. Josh Uche. Woo! Man, I tell you, I I feel I really do feel bad about this. Because I'm gonna say something I never thought I'd say. But God, man, I think I like this kid rushing the passer better than I like Rashawn Gary. <coughs> See, I'm coughing. Because I know that's bullshit. But, man, I love Rashawn Gary. I love him. He is such a spiritual leader for this team. He's such <coughs> he's such a uh, he's such an anchor for this team. This kid is amazing. His talents are for real. But Josh Uche coming in on a chance. He was supposed to be a Viper. He was our Viper linebacker. He's coming in on the defensive line and making things work. That kid's hand and foot placement is phenomenal against offensive tackles. And then what can I say about Chase Winovich? Phenomenal. But then the unsung hero, well, there's a lot of unsung heroes in this game, but one kid who is healthy and now is making a fucking name for himself. If you watch this game, you have seen the silent but amazing participation of Aubrey Solomon. A.K.A. the Michigan Warren Sap. That motherfucker took on 
two Michigan State offensive linemen, stopped the run, and tackled the dude, and numerous plays like that. Aubrey Solomon is going to be an effing beast for us coming up. Coming up in the stretch, we are hitting health. We're getting healthy at the right effing time. The right effing time. Uh, congratulations to our offensive line. Uh, sad to see what happened to Bushel Beatty. I hope he gets up. I hope he's good. I have been hard on Bushel Beatty all year long. But he deserves so much credit. Him and in win you. And the whole offensive line, they have they have become such a punishing force. I love it. They, I love it. The only reason why fucking Patterson made bad decisions is because Patterson made bad decisions. And like I told you, this game was going to go one of three ways. And it all depended on what Shea Patterson was going to do. We are going to blow him out if Shea Patterson had a great game. That didn't happen. Shea Patterson missed a few key passes <coughs> or handoffs or keeping the ball in that RPO that would have led to even more touchdowns. But I digress. It was either going to go great for us because of how he played, good or bad. He played in between good and bad. Uh... God must be a Michigan State fan because, or somebody up there who can, controls the rain because the only time Michigan State had a chance against us was when it rained. Anytime it dried up, Michigan dominated this game. And let me tell you, any of you Michigan State fans who want to argue that point, you had 94 total yards. You only saw the red zone, in our case, in our end zone, when fucking Chris motherfucking Evans decides, hey, I'm going to run willy-nilly with my arms up in the air like a little girl, and I'm going to fumble the ball. Chris, I don't know what to tell you, pal. I've always been a big fan of yours. But if you're going to run with your hands up in the air when it's raining cold and the ball gets slick don't be shocked when you fumble the motherfucking ball your disappointment this year to be quite honest chris evans is a disappointment this year i didn't want him to be a disappointment this year i love chris evans in 2016 i wish i'd never ever heard of ty isaac or even uh Davion Smith. I love Chris Evans. We the, to even for us to even have a chance against Florida State in that bowl game was because of Chris motherfucking Evans. But this year and last year, I don't know what happened to Chris Evans. I don't know what happened to 2016 Chris Evans because 2017 and 2018 Chris Evans. No, thank you. I don't want anything to do with this cat. And I love the kid. I think he's great. But not this year. I don't want nothing to do with him. No, thank you. Put in True Wilson. True Wilson should be the second, the second uh, string running back. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Chris Evans right now. Maybe it's because he did something so goddamn stupid that I can't even believe a running back would do. Just run willy nilly with your arms out in the fucking rain. The ball slick, motherfucker, and they hit your arms. That's what they do. That's what defensive ends or defensive line does. I don't know if I have to tell you that since you've been in college football for fucking four years. You should have known better. So if I never see Chris Evans run again, it won't hurt my feelings. Um, so he's the one disappointment to this game. Because outside of that, we win 21 nothing. There is no way, shape, or form that Michigan State even gets past our fucking 50. They got past our 50 with fucking Lombardi as their goddamn quarterback only because they had three straight fucking personal, pen personal penalties on our end. That's it. They didn't earn the fucking 30, 40, 45 yards or whatever the fuck they earned on that goddamn drive. They didn't earn that shit because once we didn't fucking foul, they couldn't do shit. Our defense and our path, I never want to hear another Michigan fan say a goddamn thing about our goddamn pass defense. They are amazing. Long, Watson, Hill, 
fucking Metellus, and even Canel. Kennel. All right? Oh. How do you fault them? You can't. These dudes were un-effing believable. And I don't want to hear Michigan State say, well, we lost our number one wide receiver to an Achilles tear. What was he doing before that? Nothing. He was doing nothing. Other than tripping over his fucking uh, dreadlocks. The kid is doing nothing. Phenomenal day by the Michigan defense. A 45% day by Chase Pat by Shea Patterson in the offense. And I'm really just blaming it on Shea. Because to be quite honest, Higdon did great. Our offensive line did great. Uh fucking uh Peoples Jones did phenomenal. Nico Collins did great. Our why our our tight ends did well. But Shea Patterson had a bad game. And, and not even bad. It was just mediocre. And a mediocre Shea, I'll take over the majority. I'll take over uh, Lewerke or Turkey or whatever the fuck Michigan State starting quarterback's name is. I'll take that every day. A mediocre Shea Patterson? Absolutely. I'll take it. I love the kid. I'm happy he's on our team. He just didn't have a great day today. He just didn't. Plain and simple. Didn't have a great day. But when he needed to make the plays, he made them. So I'm happy about that. Not a great day, though. <clears throat> we left plenty of points on that board. Now, we play like that against Ohio State, we're probably going to lose. Just because Haskins is not Lewerke. Haskins is the real deal. So Shea needs to have one of the... If Shea plays like Shea did against Wisconsin, we're going to kick the shit out of Ohio State. I'm making that claim right now. If Shea plays like he did against Wisconsin, against Ohio State, Ohio State has no chance against us. No chance. Um, I mean, phenomenal game. 94 total yards. Michigan State fan, tell me, exactly how are you going to win the game on 94 total yards? I'll, I'll, I may venture to guess that we were penalized and gave you more total yards than you actually earned total yards. That's pathetic. That's awful. That's the worst. Like, D'Antonio, really, this is what you have to offer? Get the fuck out of here. That's embarrassing. 100% completely embarrassing so I, I i don't even know what to say we're on track man the the revenge tour continues josh josh uche kicking ass taking names all credit goes to the offensive line higdon running for 131 of his own yards maybe even more i didn't check the totals um I mean, we're just turning into this team. Like I told you, this is the hero's journey. This is us casting out the demons. This is us beating the devils that that, that kept us down. This is the fucking revenge tour. We take a week off, get a little bit more healthy. Oh, and there was a Tarek Black sighting on the field in the huddle. But because of uh, weather issues or even a timeout, some weird thing, he never made it back out on the field. But number seven was out on the field, guys. He's going to be back Penn State. Dude, how Joel Klatt said it the best. We need to start opening up our pass game and letting these big boys make plays. All right? One thing I never want to see again on our offense, get rid of Grant Perry. Thank you for all your efforts, sir. You're mediocre. This is how our offensive core should be now that Black is back. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Nico Collins. Tarek Black. Oliver Martin. Boom. 
four wide receivers. <coughs> Unbelievably talented. And then you mix in our three tight ends. Eubanks, McEwen, and then uh, um, Gentry. All right. Gentry. What? This is when I knew. Okay, I know I'm all over the place. I'm a little gooned up. Arizona speak for I'm a little drunk. Uh, but, dude, how could I not be? This is a fantastic fucking game with a long layover. Let me tell you. What am I going to do? Watch Wisconsin play football in the snow? Oh, snooze. Blow my brains out. They are so boring as a fucking team. Gugh. Um, anyways. But they're so boring. God damn, Miss Wisconsin's boring. Um, so anyways, I knew. Because, you know, Michigan State's always known for some weird fucking play that, that helps them beat us in close games. Once... Gentry caught that ball off the deflection and ran it for a fucking first down. We changed things. We weren't going to lose by some bullshit play like that goddamn punt two years or three years ago. Wasn't going to happen today. So we're undefeated in Lansing and Ofer in Ann Arbor in four years against Michigan State. That's changing next year, by the way. Uh, even though we're losing a lot of guys, that's that's changing next year. Like I told you, the best Michigan team isn't even the team that we have right now. He, Jim Harbaugh, is putting together a dynasty. And I'm telling you that right now. I'm looking over the recruiting. I'm seeing who we get. I'm seeing the fact that even Zach Harrison, one of the guys that everybody's drooling over, that was supposedly a lock for either Penn State or Ohio State, has <coughs> changed his mind and wants to be a Michigan Wolverine. He hasn't committed yet. But even the fact that he's changing his mind, things are changing. Michigan is is going to make the leap in the next coming up two to three years, and we're going to be right on Alabama's level. Like We may be the next Alabama. I don't want to get too ahead of myself because we still need to be Penn State. We still need to be Rutgers, who look pretty decent against Northwestern today. I don't know if they won or not, um, but they were they were fighting. They were they were putting up a fight. Um. We have Northwestern, Indiana, and then we have Ohio State. So nothing's set yet. Nothing is set yet. We could still have a worthless season, a non-Big Ten winning season, if we keep fucking this up. Oh, but right now, we're going to ride the wave, Michigan State win, a well-deserved, well-fought one, a win. We're going to sit here. We're going to get gooned up. We're going to have, we're going to celebrate. We're going to do everything the fuck that we wants to do because we did everything we needed to do today. And we need to appreciate that win. Um, but yeah, this isn't even going to be the best Michigan team. You got Jim Harbaugh and Don Brown. How, what? And you don't think our future's bright? If you if you're a Michigan fan and you don't see the brightness to this future of our football program, please. Michigan State needs new fans. Uh Wisconsin always needs new fans. Hey, go to Iowa. They look like the Steelers. Hey, pick up a little snippy new outfit. But please leave us alone. If you're going to bitch and complain about this win, leave us alone. There was no possible way Michigan State was going to win this fucking game today unless we continued to shoot ourselves in the foot. But as soon as the rain went away, guess what? Nothing bad happened again. I was yelling at my TV. I'll tell you that when it was raining. I was a yelling. Um, but, dude, seriously, 94 total yards on their end. I think they had 25 at halftime. 25 total yards at halftime, people. Are you nuts? They, they ain't winning no games like that. Man, they might have had 50. I'm sorry. They might have had 50 total yards. 50 at half. 
If it wasn't for the rain and Chris Evans, who decides to run willy-nilly with his arms up in the air like a little lady, running through the puddles with his dress in the air, we they would have never known what the fuck our red zone looked like all game long. And God bless you, Harbaugh, for not letting Chris Evans back in this game. Um, I don't know what else to say. Everything's looking great. Uh... I'll be honest, I didn't wait long enough to find out what really happened in the Big Ten. I looked like Wisconsin won easily. Um, Purdue and Ohio State's happening later today. Who knows what's going to happen there. (coughs) All I know is Ohio State has a losing record against Purdue when they go to Purdue. Uh, So maybe that might, maybe there's going to be some interesting news on the next time I come around. But that's really about it, guys. I mean, I didn't see anything else that really spoke to me. Iowa and Maryland was kind of, it was an interesting game. I think Iowa won that one. I, You know, I mean, come on. There's not a whole lot. I, and Indiana, Penn State, I don't even think played yet. So I, I think this is more important than what's really going on in the Big Ten. Fuck them people. We're going to beat those motherfuckers anyways. Right? So... Like I said, we dominated, dominated, dominated. We should have put 35, maybe even 42 on this team. If Shea Patterson got his head out of his butt a little bit earlier, maybe we could have. Quinn Nordine, I don't know what to say about that kid. What, what, do you, what do you say about a field goal kicker? Why am I even wasting breath on, on this kid? He misses or makes them. I don't know. I mean, fuck, I don't know. I wish he was a little bit more consistent. But, I mean, he's a field goal kicker. I don't want to waste your time with talking about a field goal kicker. Even if he does shave his head like Wild Thing from fucking uh, uh, Major League. I don't care. Do your job. Kick the field goals. Make them. Don't foot-knuckle them into the ground like he did earlier. You know, but yeah, I, hopefully he learns. I don't know what to say. I don't know. Fuck it. But anyways, like I said yet yeah, a couple of days ago, and I will always say, I wish one day I'm in the locker room for this. When I say it's good to be a Michigan Wolverine, it's good to be a Michigan Wolverine. All right, guys. Go ahead, watch all the videos, watch all the fucking college football you can. We earned this victory. We're, we're, we're getting rid of the ghosts. Revenge tours on pace. And always remember, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, go blue.